0: Talk Radio.
1: Hey, this is voice actor Wally Wingert, and you are traveling back to Tinseltown once more for another exciting edition of the Hollywood Connection, hosted by the host with the most, Jimmy Falcon, and actress Jane Park Smith. And action! Alrighty, we are back for another exciting edition of the Hollywood Connection. I am, as always, the host with the most, Jimmy Falcon. It looks like my co host Jane Park Smith is with us. How's it going, Jane?
2: Hey Jimmy, I'm doing good. It's been a while. It's so good to be connected with you again.
1: I know. You sound very excited. I mean do I, I bring that excited. much excitement to you really?
2: Uh, well, it's nice to be able to talk to you and I'm particularly excited about a dear fellow artist in the industry that you'll get to meet and introduce to our audience. So yeah, Omar Leva.
1: Yeah, we are waiting for uh, Omar to call in. I'm looking forward to talking with him today.
2: Yeah. So um, do you want to share a little bit about what's going on in your world, or should we talk a little bit about Omar first?
1: Well, I can tell you a little bit uh, about me, and I'm sure you have a lot that's going on in your world as well. Mm. Um. Yes, let's see, the other night uh, I lost, well, the world lost, I guess I should say, uh, one of the professional wrestlers that I had the honor of interviewing, Nick Bockwinkle.
2: Oh, okay.
1: So that was kind of sad for the wrestling world, but uh, besides that, I have a new job at a uh, steakhouse where I'm cooking, and I am working on setting up uh, my convention appearances for next year.
2: Oh, convention uh, experiences. Do you want to share a little bit about
1: that? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the first two I went to last year, uh, Silk Con and Dark History Con, were great. Um, I got to he- hold a real human skull at Dark History Con, so I thought that was neat. Uh, I got to get hmm. behind the wheel of the original mystery machine that was once owned by uh, Hanna-Barbera Studios. And I got a picture with okay. that. I got to meet a lot of the uh, great alumni that I had the honor of welcoming on the show. And uh, I got to leave the, meet a lot of great new people. So it was a great experience.
2: Oh, okay. So it sounds like next year is going to be kind of, a, kind of an exciting, kind of a big change year for you.
1: Yep, I got two. Uh, I'm doing the same two cons. That I did last year. I'm doing this year as well as the uh, Ace Toy and Comic Convention in Peoria, Illinois. So it should be a good time. I see our special guest is on with us. Omar Leva. how's uh, it going?
2: Hi, Omar. Hi,
1: guys. I heard I'm hey. unmuted now.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, you are. How's it You are going? to talk. How are you guys?
2: Good. You're great. How's to have you doing? on. Good.
3: I'm good. I'm getting used to this uh, crazy weather change in L.A. We're we're kind of having a lot of wind today. <laughs> yeah, it
2: is, oh it is
1: really windy. Yeah, up here in Illinois, it's it's really windy and kind of pouring out today, so it's pretty really yucky outside. It, it is well, I'm I mean, enjoying the, the clouds.
2: Aw, oh, I like cloud formations,
1: yeah?
3: Yesterday well, we cool. had a lot of clouds, and that was a welcoming... Uh, fight because you know in LA we don't get weather that much so
1: mm.
2: yeah and a little bit of surprise showers and that kind of you know dissipated pretty quickly but it was a nice shift yeah okay you know well, I love the weather and everything but I want to talk about Omar
1: <laughs> I was gonna say yeah I um I was ready to go Um, I noticed that you uh, discovered acting during your final years at Santa Monica High School. I mean, when you first discovered that, did you know, hey, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life?
3: Um, I didn't know it then. Uh, It definitely changed my life because I was such a shy kid and I was just getting into writing. Poetry uh, was like my first creative outlet. And uh, I was going through some... Difficult times and theater kind of centered me and gave me something to focus on. I realized that um, getting in front of people and performing and telling stories um, physically was just as powerful as writing. And at the time, I just knew that it was special to me. It took me a, a few years to go back and decide that that's what I wanted to do professionally but at that time when i discovered it uh it was actually because of a wonderful teacher and mentor dr frank ford who got to know me as a person and really um believed in me and said you know this is this is good for you it's something that you should pursue but he never he he actually discouraged his students from pursuing it as a career he actually always said I don't want any of you to become actors. I want you to use what you're learning here in theater and um, use it in your in your personal life. Just to do whatever you want to do. And most of the students went on to become um, teachers, doctors, firefighters, uh, or served in the military. Different different. Um, they went in different directions, but they all learned so much. And I think we were all touched by what we learned there as a collaborative art form
2: so when he was encouraging you to yeah to kind of expand on your personal life how has that opened you up for uh what is now your pretty much your full-time creative career
3: well i think that at the time i didn't realize it but just becoming such a workaholic and realizing that learning from like dr ford and seeing how he would spend so much time on uh crafting a play and putting it together, how we uh learn to work together to uh problem solve the sacrifice of long hours and always being taught to try to be your best because there's always somebody else who is you know who who could be more talented at you than you or who might outwork you um, and always try to be true to the art. Like, it's all about creating a a product that people want to see or hear or be a part of, be there. They want to see you. As an actor, he always encouraged us to really feel what we were doing because he would always say you can't, you can't really fake it in your acting, but you're not faking it. If you believe it and if you're living it, it will be in your eyes. You don't have to have any tricks, you know, it's like... People people see when something is honest, and I always believe that. If you come from an honest place and you're just yourself, same thing for your characters. If you are honest through your character, then people will see that, and you don't have to try to sell it. It, it just is. And so I think it has helped me now to kind of follow that um of view in everything I do, just the work ethic the being honest with what I'm doing and why I'm doing it uh having a, having something behind it to support whatever mm-hmm. you're doing
2: so how did um totally feeling it translate to your work on MacFarland as in your diaz?
3: <laughs> well, I think that uh McFarland, which became a very personal. Um, project for me, and many of the people involved. I think it was a perfect fit for me. All of a sudden, to find myself here because being a an immigrant and understanding the story that was being put forth, the type of character that I played, Senor Diaz. He um, he was just you know a hardworking man who wants the best for his for his kids and maybe doesn't want them to fail and tries to protect them. Sometimes parents can overprotect their children. Sometimes um, they, they're they also limited by what they are able to offer to them as far as uh, a point of view or a view of the world because maybe their experiences were of a certain nature. And I, I saw that in my own family. My father... Came to the U.S. and he worked his way up the restaurant ladder and you know started from the bottom and and he just worked at that and that's what he knew and most of my family members did the same thing they they worked in various fields and sacrificed a lot for their kids to have an opportunity to have a better life. I chose to go a uh, through a through a creative uh, path and maybe I didn't have the support that other maybe other other artists have had and. At the same time, a lot of artists also sometimes don't get that support. But being um, being there in this big, you know, fairly big movie being produced by Disney and realizing that we were telling the story of these people who, who do sacrifice so much and that there are these kids who do meet mentors like I did, like Dr. Ford in theater, who believe in you and say, hey, you know what, there's a lot more to life than maybe you've been... Um, exposed to and it's okay to believe and it's okay to dream and just work hard and um, for this particular project I think me, my personal life had prepared me to be a part of it all the training all the experience I've had uh, up to that point obviously helped me as a professional to be able to, to do it but again it was that Ability to go into it and say, "Okay, what is the message here? What is what is real? Um, believe it, be it, respect it, and then it will come across."
2: Hmm. Well, I saw Very it. Cool. I love the movie. Sorry, Ian. I'm I, Jimmy. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead.
1: No, you're fine. <clears throat> you are absolutely fine, Jane. You know, Omar, looking over your uh, long list of accomplishments, I always enjoy asking people about one of my favorite movies, Pineapple Express. Uh, what was it like working on Pineapple Express and getting to work with Seth Rogen? <laughs> well, it was actually really fun.
3: Um, uh, Seth was actually, at the time, I believe, he wasn't like like a, a huge, huge star, but um, it was really cool to just have him be himself and I remember we had to do a lot of driving uh to try to get these like shots where we're playing music and singing along and um, down the street that we were shooting on i remember that uh <laughs> i was basically the driver and i didn't have to do too much acting in that movie it was mostly me trying to get me trying to hit the right spot where the car had to stop and the music had to go and um sometimes when you uh work on these projects it's it's Sometimes they're more technical and sometimes they're a little more emotional. That one was definitely more of a technical uh, project for me. Um, but uh, it, it was fun. It was uh, it was great to see it finished and realizing that, wow, all that craziness that was happening on set actually translated into being um, a very funny project. Uh, and I remember okay. the director, David Gordon Green, had not done any comedy up until that point. Um and I can relate to that because recently I've been trying to focus more on, on, on comedy. And uh, But I was already, like, I, one of my best friends, Sean Carter, who's a amazing young film director, he actually is a big fan of David Gordon Green. And he was so excited that I was going to get to work with him. <laughs> um, and so it, it was really cool. Uh, the director was just a blast. I remember, like, just getting there and, and treating everyone so great and, Saying, hey, you know what? We're we're gonna sing this song. Let's go to my trailer. And he played the song, and he's like, we're gonna sing Electric Avenue. You just have to do this and that. And it was very, it was very chill, very relaxed. It was fun. That's cool. In very
2: terms cool. of envir- yeah. In terms of onset environments, because your heart is as a writer. You're, uh, you know, obviously skilled and very, um, you know, a- accomplished as an actor. But your heart is also in directing in the future. So, what kind of um, what kind of personal environment do you like to bring to set and make sure that it's there for your fellow creatives?
3: Well, I think that um, I go back to my theater background. That's all I know. So whenever I show up on set, you you realize that you know film and TV and theater it's all they're they're all very different as far as how it works. Like TV is so quick you show up on set and you're joining a team that's been maybe working for a long time. And so it's very fluid and fast. And the the main cast usually just knows each other so well, they have a system. And so uh, for TV, for example, I like to show up prepared, flexible in terms of, you know, just you're, you're there to fit in as a little puzzle piece that might be missing or um, you're, you're, you're an element that's being needed for this particular episode on a film. Usually you are a little more involved, maybe because you get some more time and, uh, you're, you're usually there maybe with, um, a new cast and a new, uh, group that's been put together. And so, um, the most important thing for me is usually just to be very friendly and professional and be able to hang out with everyone. Um, I don't really. I'm not the kind of person who would ever be or could be a diva in that way. So, for me, I'm just always so excited to be there. I take I take I being on set as a as a uh, reward. I remember that mm-hmm. I had someone tell me once, an actor, an actor's job is to audition. An actor's job is to get mm-hmm. a job. So, we're always working at that. We're, you know, we're auditioning. We're connecting, we're sending, putting ourselves on tape, we're uh, working on new projects on our own. But when you get on set, that's your reward. That's not really work. That's when you get to do what you love, you know. Um, I guess it's kind of like an athlete when they get to play in a big game and, you know, you train and you work with your uh, team members. But once you get out there, you know, that goes back again to my approach from theater. I remember that Dr. Ford would spend so much on crafting everything and he would be so worried and you're like, Well, make this is right and we have so many elements and then right before the play he would always walk around, hug everyone, and the first thing he would say would be, Okay, now forget everything I taught you and forget everything you worked on and just do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so I think that's kinda like my attitude with things.
2: <laughs> that's cool. Um wow. you had mentioned comedy. You have some comedic things you can share with us coming up, right?
3: Uh yeah, yeah. Uh let's see. Right now I am waiting for an episode of Modern Family that's gonna air hopefully soon. I think in the next episode or two. And there's a new show that I worked on, uh called Superstore that I think is just about I think they just released the dates for it yesterday and I don't actually have that on me, but it's a brand new show. Hasn't aired yet. Um And yeah, I've been really happy to venture there. I've done some more improv training in the last couple of years, and I started just kind of focusing on that end, because I remember I went to an audition, um, and I got cast for this short film that was really funny, and the casting director said, I almost didn't even bring you in, because your reel is
1: so depressing. (laughs) I had no (laughs) comedy." something to hear uh from someone above you.
2: <laughs> yeah. At least she was honest and it, it, I'm sure it was a funny
3: moment, yeah, where the what? Um the casting oh, the, director the moment saying, saying that the ca- Oh, so- <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean it, it was funny. I, I, I mean I laughed and I said, Oh, I, I I mean it was I didn't even think about it until that moment because I think I'm sorta of funny but I realized you're right, I don't have any I don't have any comedy so you wouldn't know that. I'm glad you brought me in. Um and I've done comedy on stage but uh I realized that I had done mostly drama on T V and film. You know, so um <laughs> I, I it definitely was like an awakening where I said, Oh, oh, okay, I, I I better start focusing on that or people are gonna think I'm just like this, you know, very depressed guy. <laughs>
2: Uh uh-huh. <laughs> sure. So not.
1: <laughs> no, I'm I'm not, I haven't been a bit depressed since you got on, so don't worry about it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh as far I know you mentioned a little bit of what uh you got coming up. Is there anything else you would like to uh plug before we let you go? Um
3: well I um I've been working on uh, co producing uh the Eats community, which is uh, entertainers educating <laughs> through sustainability um, mm-hmm. and I don't know if Jane has talked about that at all with you, but uh nope it uh, <laughs> it's actually a um project that I'm very proud of um, it's encouraging people to eat healthier because I'm also a big foodie and yeah. uh a, we're trying to put together these short films. We've already released a couple um it's uh it's a way to entertain people while sending a message out about sustainability about um, finding healthier options for ourselves uh there's There's a lot happening right now in that area, and you know um sometimes. Either people get turned off by the by the health food uh, movement because it's either too in your face or because they don't really connect to it, and we're trying to make it just fun and entertaining with short films. That's why that's why it's entertainers because we we're making it entertaining. We want kids to kind of find these little films and connect to it. Um, so I'm looking at other things. I'm also going to be releasing hopefully some poetry videos because I want to go back to the roots of my creativity, which is my writing and my poetry. This next year, I think that's kind of where I'm going as I continue with my acting career is trying to expand into, into more things that I'm interested in and uh, as a director, as a producer, and, and as a poet.
2: Awesome. Um... Yeah, I just on the East Community thing Omar is our creative director and um my, you know, producer partner in crime in that endeavor. So um Jimmy, you and I can talk about that more later. But my question for you, Omar, is um with all the things that you're doing and all the branches that you're growing in, in all the art, would Balancing all that professional, personal, and the meshes in between. What would you say is your true north in navigating your life and career?
3: What is my? I'm sorry. What is that? Part, what is my? Work? Um. A
2: true north. What is what you know? What you keep your eyes on. What is what grounds you? What is what helps you? You know. Stay. Stay who you are. Um, know what is for you mm-hmm. and isn't.
3: Well, I think it's um it's it's what I care about. I think that we I always encourage people to find what 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 drives them, what they care about as in what fills them. Um you always have something to look forward to, something to strive for and you know, I, I think I'm never gonna be satisfied in the things that I do. Uh and that sounds kinda weird, but it's just that you always want to do more, and you feel like, "Oh, I can do more, or I should do more and I think what I think when i when I miss something, I don't get to experience what I miss. it makes me want to do it more, to be more connected to it in one way or another so um it's it's really just about love, it's what you love to do it's finding what in the morning the first thing you think about or what keeps you up at night finding that um i'm a night owl so i don't sleep so much and so i (laughs) i get to i get to think a lot about you know what's next what's tomorrow what what's coming up what am i putting in my calendar that's 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 why am i putting it there you know uh, uh, well even like today calling you guys like that was on there because i thought oh this is going to be fun and i'm looking forward to it and so whenever you put something in your calendar, I always, tell, I always think, like, okay, what is that? Why why am I doing it? And what do I want to get out of it? Or how am I going to just enjoy it? Uh, and and when we work a lot, you know, okay. you, you remember to, I guess, realize, like, hey, what, why am I working?
1: <laughs> right.
3: So it's okay. about caring, about doing what you do. I think that's what grounds me is just how do I feel about it.
1: Hmm.
2: Okay,
1: no, I was just I, uh, tossing
2: it to you to wrap it up.
1: <laughs> all right, yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, Omar. It was great talking with you, and uh, best of luck with all your projects coming up. Sounds like you got some great stuff in the bag.
3: Thanks, hey, Jamie, and uh, keep having fun, guys.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Omar. Nice to have you, you on. All righty, Jane. Well, I did have uh, – I didn't know yesterday I was going to come back with Cloverleaf yet, so I have my uh, Collections Mm. or Recollections segment up here to uh, play at the moment, so we can get that going and we can head out after that.
2: All righty. So great to reconnect and chat and um, have a nice guest. So all right then.
1: Absolutely, and I will get with you uh, about scheduling December.
2: Okay,
1: deal. All righty, everyone. We'll, we'll play this segment and we will be taking off. So, thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great night. See you, Jane.
2: And ha-
0: happy Thanksgiving. Good next evening. Week. This is your dear friend, Clarence Crowleaf, back for another exciting edition of Collections of Recollections. This time, for the first time ever, on the Hollywood Connection. Since we're on The Hollywood Connection, and I do have many wonderful recollections of my time in the City of Angels, I do recall, back in 1985, i travelled there with my longtime friend and king of popcorn, Orville Redenbacher, who I happened to meet at the International Bowtie Festival in Bangkok, Thailand, in 1969, for a rock concert to benefit the children of poultry-obsessed parents. We were co-promoting the festival with billionaire and inventor of the lawnmower, Richard L. Mower. When the fifth band was on stage, halfway through, the stage collapsed. The band, Rock of Moonlight, fell six feet and were able to get back to their feet. With a few injuries, the mates decided to not get medical attention and reset up their equipment near the stage and began the show again. Never had I seen such charisma and personality from a group of young men in my life. I continue to tell this story to promote the true saying, if you fall off your horse, dust yourself off and get back on again. You will learn to ride, my friends. This has been Collections of Recollections. Thank you for listening. Good day to you.